So you've been wanting to research companies, uh, but you don't necessarily have the time to do it yourself, or you don't know how to do it yourself. Um, in this series of videos, I'm going to be going step by step through my entire process from beginning to end on how I find companies, what I look for when I do my initial research on the companies. If they pass my initial research, how do I value and evaluate them after reading their financial statements? I will go step by step, including valuations when we get to that point in how to evaluate companies. My name is Jason Rivera and welcome to Value Investing Journey Case Studies. Hey, Jason here. Today's case study video I'm going to answer the question of why is ROIC important? Why is return on invested capital important? Before I get to that, though, I'm going to let you know you can get this uh, video as a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, and more as part of the I Love Value Investing podcast. Okay, last week, I answered the question, what is ROIC? What is return on invested capital? Today, I'm answering why it's important which is the fun stuff. So if you want to learn what ROIC is, make sure to watch the video. It should be, it'll be linked below this. Um, so I'm not going to get into that today. I'm going to talk today specifically about why it's important. First reason it's important is it allows you to measure how profitable a company is based on EBIT or at least what I use um, when I calculate ROIC is I use EBIT or operating income or earning for interest and taxes. That's what EBIT stands for. You compare operating income based on how well the company uses its assets. And again, we'll get to the calculation next week. How well or how much a company is earning in operating profit compared to its assets and how while it's using its assets. This metric or the ROIC allows you to see how profitable a company is. That's important because profitability and cash flow production is what a company is valued on over the long term. So if profitability goes up and profitability margins go up, including ROIC, that means the value of the company goes up. The inverse of this is also true. So if profitability goes down and profitability metrics go down, the value of the company goes down. Generally, over time, this can take a long period of time. Um, generally, it's years, multiple, not days, weeks, months, or even one year. But that is how the value of companies are found or increase, decrease over the long term is based on their profitability. So this allows you to see what profitability a, a company is producing. I look for companies on a consistent basis to produce above 10% ROICs. The reason for that is I found that after evaluating thousands of companies over the last 13 plus years, I estimate that far fewer than 5% of companies on earth earn ROICs consistently. And when I say consistently, that's years. Again, not days, weeks, months, or even one year. That's five, 10 years that I look for this. I estimate that far fewer than 5% of companies in the entire world earn ROICs consistently over long periods of time above 10%. That's why I look for ROICs above 10%. So another reason ROIC is important is it allows you to see if a company has a competitive advantage. Let me go through a real world example with you that I've uh, taught to my students in the masterclass and coaching program before. So 
let's say you're analyzing company A. You find out after calculating their ROIC that they have an ROIC on average over the last 10, 15 years. Sorry about that. Dog's freaking out. Of 15% on average per year. That would put them in the kind of great category, uh, great business category. If their industry average, so their competitors, their direct competitors, if their industry average is, say, half that, 7.5%, that's a good sign the company has a competitive advantage of some kind. Maybe they have better processes. Maybe they have better systems. Maybe they have better marketing and sales. Uh, maybe they have economies of scale. Maybe they have networking uh, network advantages or network effect advantages. Maybe they have low-cost um, operator advantages. Maybe they have government regulatory competitive advantages. So they likely, if they earn consistent ROICs above the industry average for a long period of time, that likely, likely means they have competitive advantage. Again, like I said earlier, the inverse of this is also true. So let's say the industry average is 7.5% and your company is, when you do the evaluation, your company earns about 3%. That means they might be at a competitive disadvantage of some kind. Um, so this gives you, this one metric gives you a ton of information. Again, we'll calculate it next week, but I want to talk about the what and the why before we get to that. This also, this metric also allows you to analyze how well a company is allocating its capital over long periods of time. So let's say, again, let's go company A. Let's say it's, it's ROICs are 3%. And it wants to get up to seven and a half percent range or better. So it introduces a new product, introduces a new strategy, new marketing, whatever. If company A's ROIC after these changes are implemented goes up, that's a good sign they're allocating capital well. If it goes down or stays flat, that's a good sign that they might not be allocating capital very well. So this gives you again another way to kind of look to gauge the company and see if it's doing well, if it's uh, if it's doing well, is it implementing the strategy well? And if it is, is it working out or not? Is it is it ROIC going up or down, or is it kind of staying flat over this time period? This gives you a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of information. Again, and as you'll see next week, the calculation is super simple. It takes if you have all the information. 15, 20 seconds to do the calculation. Super simple, but there's a lot of nuance to this one calculation. This is why, like I said last week, ROIC is one of my one of my top three most important investment metrics that I use and I look at because it tells you so or it can tell you so many different things if you know where to look, what the different things mean, what the different things are to look at. Another thing this shows you is where the company could improve. So if you analyzed its capital allocation, or even if you didn't do that, let's go back. So let's say your company again, and you have 3% ROIC, that means it needs to do something to improve to get the R to get to the ROIC of the seven and a half percent industry average or above. That means it can improve, then it needs to figure out what it needs to do to improve. Because if you increase, again, if you increase the margins and the profitability of a company and the metrics, the value of the company goes up. So 
in this case, again, all else remaining equal, which of course, all else will not remain equal in a real world situation. But in this situation, let's say company A figures out they have a problem. The industry averages 7.5% um, ROICs, they're earning 3%. They implement some changes. They double their ROIC to 6%. That means all else remaining equal, the value of the company should double. Again, in a real world sense, it won't work like that. But I want to simplify things as much as possible. And that's how things should work over time. And again, I said should. Keyword being should. Because just because it's a metric, say it takes one year to double that metric, that doesn't mean that necessarily the market will double the valuation of the company. That just means the underlying kind of value of the company doubles over time or doubled in the one year. But it might take the market six months to recognize that it might take the one year and they might recognize that then it might take five years, might take 10 years, who knows. But if they keep it up, that will increase the value of the company, the underlying value of the company even higher. So this is why ROIC is so important. These four reasons. Now, next week, we're going to get to the calculation again. So real quick. 20 seconds. There's the reason I'm showing you the calculation is because there's multiple different ways to calculate this number. I'm going to show you the way I do it um, and tell you why I do it that way as well. So um, I hope this helped. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, love, share, subscribe, and comment and hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we release a video listening on the podcast really appreciate a review a download all that stuff because the more views listens likes we get on our content and reviews we get on our content the more people we can help with this kind of stuff um also there should be a link below this video that will take you to a guide where you can learn more of my kind of top tips for investing called the seven tips of picking great stocks you can get that below either if you're watching on youtube or on the blog you should get that link below um we'll try to get it on the podcast as well so um, thanks for watching. If you're interested in that, make sure to go to that link and learning more. Um, until next time, thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon.